Welcome to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Sarah Hall here. I am a certified health and wellness coach, athletic trainer, mom, and breast cancer survivor. I help women overcome their own mind drama to make mind shifts that open up the possibility for their most empowered and energetic life. And I am Beth Wilmus, author, speaker, and founder of a human investment organization, otherwise known as a nonprofit called Faith Through Fire. Our mission is to reduce the fear and anxiety that breast cancer patients feel and replace it with hope and a path toward thriving. This podcast is about our experiences with breast cancer and life after as young survivors and moms. All right. So, hi, Beth. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, good. We have a really interesting topic today. Interesting slash frustrating. Yeah. Most frustrating aspect of my life. Yeah, totally. So why don't you tell everybody what we talk about? We're going to be talking about lymphedema today. And this is near and dear to my heart because I personally am affected by it. And it uh, impacts a lot of women, actually. And it was something that I wasn't anticipating from getting treatment having lymph nodes removed and uh, radiation. You know what I think is really interesting is I really want to talk, and we're going to have a guest today who knows so much about lymphedema because Mm -hmm. she has been afflicted with it her entire life. But what I think is so interesting is we had a, and this isn't the first time this has happened, we had a woman come through our mentor program who was diagnosed with breast cancer. She's a physical therapist, Uh and she's opting not to have radiation or her lymph nodes removed because she doesn't want to get lymphedema. And I think it's... Like she doesn't want to have her lymph node removed. What happens she, she if she opted, has cancer in it? I know. She opted not oh, to have... Scary. I know. But what does that tell you about what she sees as a professional yeah. physical therapist right. with her lymphedema patients that she is opting to not have that treatment? Right. I, I thought... I, and this is not... This is a second time that we've had a physical therapist opt not to do that. Right. So... I think that that is a huge red flag to the medical community that if the people responsible for treating lymphedema are opting out of cancer treatments because of the chronic condition, you might want to pay attention to how this is affecting people's quality of life. I think that is really that is really interesting Mm -hmm. that I mean, hearing that scares me a little bit. But, you know, I I had one removed from both sides and wasn't really educated on it until I woke up and they're like, oh, you only have a 99 percent chance of having this. So that a one percent chance, you mean? Yeah, that's what I meant. I was going to say, you just said you had a 90... <laughs> a 99% chance of not having it. So 1% chance of having it. So And it's very it. it's very random as to who gets it and who doesn't. So Yeah. The other we have a male mentor Cuz you had, had how many lymph nodes removed? I had 7. seven. And I okay. didn't think that was that many, but when I went to physical therapy, they're like, "Oh, that's a lot." Yeah. And you know what? I had one lymph node, the tip of one lymph node had cancer in it. Oh. And so they took 7 and only one had cancer in it, and now I'm Wow, that was aggressive. Apparently, I didn't know that at the time. And if I had been educated about it, I would have probably asked more questions. Yeah. Speaking to your randomness of it, we just had a man that we onboarded for mentoring, and he had all of his lymph nodes removed. Which you and I talked about this. The fact that he doesn't have lymphedema is mind-boggling. Because he's a 39-year survivor. Right. So mine was very weird. I went through treatment, didn't get lymphedema, and then I got bitten by a spider on my arm, and that's what set it off. And it's just been a chronic mess ever since. And we'll talk about that more in the future. Yeah. But today we're going to talk with Amy Rivera, the executive director of Ninjas Fighting Lymphedema Foundation. 
She's also an international bestseller of the book, Drop the Skirt, How My Disability Became a Superpower. So we're going to talk to Amy about what lymphedema is and what her story is. And then we're going to talk about how lymphedema is currently treated and the need for patient advocacy. Yeah. And finally, we're going to talk about her nonprofit, Ninjas Fighting Lymphedema, and her book and where you can find her. But before we do that, let's hear from our first sponsor. Hair loss is consistently ranked as one of the most feared side effects of chemotherapy treatment. The emotional impact chemo hair loss can have on patients has been well documented. Scalp cooling is a simple treatment that can prevent hair loss caused by certain chemotherapy drugs. The use of scalp cooling is proven to be effective in preventing chemotherapy-induced alopecia and can result in people retaining much of their hair. Paxman is the global leader in scalp cooling. Their cold cap is scientifically proven to reduce hair loss during chemotherapy. If you are facing cancer treatment and concerned about losing your hair, ask your provider about scalp cooling and visit our website at www.coldcap.com. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, okay. Sarah and I were talking a little bit about my own experience in the intro, but can you educate people about what lymphedema is? Sure. Well, first off, we got to understand what our lymphatic system does before we understand what lymphedema is. And with someone with such experience like myself, believe it or not, I had zero understanding of how the body worked as far as what the lymphatic system did and just how important it was. Even with a medical background, I was shocked to learn so much more than it just fights diseases and keeps us healthy, (laughs) you know? So we got to start with just a little bit of education and what it does for us. The lymphatic system helps our body regulate the fluid balance. When our blood is moving through the capillaries, there is a little bit of leakage and that leakage is lymph fluid and our lymph channels collect that fluid, which is full of toxins and bacteria and, you know, the yucky stuff that our body needs to get rid of. And what it does is it filters it up to the heart and cleanses it. So then we can then get rid of that toxin, so to speak, through either sweat or urination and and things like that. But if we don't have a functioning system such as the lymphatic system, well, then our body gets bogged down with all those toxins and that junk. And then wherever that dysfunction is or that roadblock, so to speak, then we begin to swell, which is called lymphedema. So Mm -hmm. Amy, you have primary lymphedema. And just so for people listening, Breast cancer patients are susceptible to secondary lymphedema, which is a result of treatment, right? You get lymph nodes taken out, you have radiation done, but primary lymphedema is a hereditary or genetic issue, correct? So you were born with lymphedema, but you you didn't know what it was and you were misdiagnosed for what? How many years? Uh, over 30. Yeah. Oh, so 30. 30 so 30. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it. when they say that it's a vanity issue, I mean, with, just to give people perspective, by the time you finally got properly diagnosed, what was the condition of your leg versus your, your other side? So my right leg was 200% larger than my left leg. It looked like a tree stump. It looked like what you Google and you see uh, those images. It had bumps on it for the people who don't understand what that is, is is papilloma bumps where fluid, my leg was so bogged down with fluid, it didn't have anywhere to go. So it would seep through the pores and they would cause these bumps and it would weep. 
And, and, and this is a vanity issue is what you're being right, told, right? Right. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> no. And you can Google, you know, Amy Rivera lymphedema or Amy Rivera leg. And that is my, my leg. And, and sometimes people, they, they just, that is not your leg. Yes. This is what 30 years of being misdiagnosed looks like. Well, so, and- so for people listening, it's, it's lymphedema. This is why it's so scary and shocking for those of us who are afflicted with it because it's chronic, it's incurable and it's progress, it's progressive. So without, Correct. without proper education, proper care, it gets worse and worse and worse. And it's almost just thought of like as a throwaway thing that, that people don't need to address. And that's what's shocking to me. Yeah. So let's talk about how lymphedema is currently treated, like insurance coverage. So when I got diagnosed, and I don't know, you know, how similar it is for primary lymphedema, but when I got diagnosed, they were like, well, you need to wear a compression sleeve all the time. Originally, they gave me an off the shelf version, and it was not sufficient for for basically containing my lymphedema. So for a year, I was wearing the wrong compression. Then finally, I went to a custom compression garment, which helped. But by then, the condition was much worse. I went to physical therapy so many times, which it feels really nice when they massage your arm. But most of the time when I went, they'd want to just wrap it, which is how they get your limb smaller. And so, and I was shocked because the gold standard of lymphedema treatment, and correct me if I'm wrong, Amy, is basically you have to wear compression all the time, which is a hugely inconvenient thing. And, you know, they wrap your arm in all these bandages to reduce the size of your arm, but, and then they try to squeeze you into this compression garment to contain it. And my understanding, unless this has changed, is that this is the gold standard of treatment. And yet Medicare, does Medicare cover the cost of a compression garment? Has that, has that happened yet? We are still in the process of getting the Lymphedema Treatment Act uh, pushed through D.C. We're getting closer. I have heard of some plans covering some things, but majority of them do not. So which, here, here we have something. Yeah. How many how many patients are impacted by lymphedema? I'm trying to so think. in the United States alone, between it's roughly about ten million Americans who have lymphedema of, you know, of some stage of so, some sort. And that's not even lipedema. We're just focusing on the lymphedema component. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And lipedema, lip, lipedema? Lip, lip, yeah. Some people call it lipedema. I've always called it lipedema. Explain the difference real quick, just so people know. So lymph is fluid based and lip is fatty based. Mm-hmm. Lipedema is, a, is known as a fatty disease, but it is in the lymphatic family of diseases. For example, my daughter has both lymphedema and lipedema. We had a survivor recently, and she had severe lymphedema, but then she developed lipedema as well. So, I mean, that's what you. Yes, yes, you can, Uh, and and that's the thing. This goes for you know a real quick, just a little bit of information about lipedema, but not to get off the subject too much, but. Same as lymphedema folks out there, lymphedema folks do not get recognized as lipedema. They're often called overweight, lazy, or, you know, some other awful things. And the real, and, and, they, and by medical professionals, not just by their peers or loved ones, but by medical professionals. And the reality is these people fight so hard to have a quality of life that they envision themselves to have. And, and the doctors won't listen that this is a, a disease that only medical treatment 
will work on. Diet and exercise helps, but only medical treatment for this. Mm. And that is really important to understand because just like lymphedema, it does get progressively worse as you get older. Yeah. So is it the same for primary lymphedema as it is for secondary with compression and physical therapy and wrapping? Is that essentially the the gist of where we are with treating the disease other than surgical options, which we'll touch on at the very end? Because we are starting to see more surgical interventions. But I think it's important to note, and we'll talk about this in future episodes, that the surgical interventions need to be the right interventions, and they need to be done in a very specific way to help these patients long term and not just kind of a quick fix. Do you agree? I do agree. I have a very unique perspective on surgical interventions. And, and again, not to get too deep in this, to answer your first question, yes, for both second, for both primary and secondary lymphedema, treatment is essentially the same. There are some people that don't have to wear compression all the time, primarily in secondary lymphedema. But for the for majority of us, that is the standard of treatment. Throw in movement, wellness, and uh, nutrition as well. And, and it's an overall lifestyle for lymphedema treatment, so to speak. The compression is the Band-Aid, but you have to change your lifestyle to live with lymphedema and most certainly to thrive with it. But as far as surgical treatments go, I, as you mentioned earlier with the picture, I can go down that deep, deep, dark path of surgical interventions, and I can give you the pros and cons for both sides. But what I do see is, yes, we are having more and more surgeries done, but what I want to see as improvement is not to have unnecessary procedures and have another form of testing done to see if these procedures are the right procedures for the lymphatic community before we just go blindly having lymphedema or LTA or LVAs or SAPLs and, and things make sure that this is exactly what we're treating and not just the area it presents itself, but where the problem stems from, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I think- o- Always a fan of root cause. Uh, root cause and underlying <laughs> cause and then a continuum of care. Mm-hmm. I think Correct. I think our, our issue- and and you and I, you know, have talked about surgical interventions and we'll talk about it again on a future date, but mm-hmm. it is only worthwhile if it's done in the right patients. And then if the medical community performing these procedures are actually giving a continuum of care. So you can't just operate on a, on a lymphedema patient and then send them home and be like, now you're good. It's, it's a whole, mm-hmm. a whole, like you said, lifestyle change. It's a whole mm-hmm. continuum of care that needs to occur before and after surgery in order mm-hmm. to have the best possible result. My concern with this is that Hospitals are often just interested in getting as many patients in and out of the door as possible, and then patient care suffers. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, that, that, that is the problem: is that you can't just bring people in and rush them out, and then just send them on their way without proper care. Before we dive into kind of your nonprofit and your book, let's do boobs in the news. Let's do it. Boobs in the news is a fun segment where we read funny tweets by real people or ridiculous news stories. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. All right, you guys, this one's just like amusing titles for like news articles. You know where they get it wrong and they just say stupid. Like, Oh, uh, these are funny. Yeah. Yeah. So this one okay. says self-proclaimed invisible man was a no show at his court hearing. <laughs> how, how, how brilliant. <laughs> 
How brilliant Perfect. is that guy? How brilliant is that guy? He could just be like, I was there. Yeah, duh. Hello. <laughs> Angry Nepali man bites Cobra to death in a revenge attack. Like he was getting revenge on the cobra? Yeah. I guess, like, I guess the cobra bit him, so he was like, I'll get you. And he bit the cobra stop back. Stop it. And bites it. Oh, it says to death. So he must have like bit it numerous Ew, times. Oh, gross. I, I, how do you think a cobra tastes? Not good. Ew. Not good. Ew. Okay. No, uh, not like chicken. This one happened in Alton, <laughs> Illinois, like Alton, Alton Illinois, which is close to oh, us. Oh, yeah. It says Alton, oh, yeah. Alton attorney accidentally sues himself. How does that happen? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Did you say sues himself? Sues himself. Sues himself. Oh, that's okay. Funny. Where ha- warehouse worker packing stress balls punches his boss in the face. So- <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, these, but you these don't. These do stress it. balls are broken. Yeah, this isn't working. Okay, this one says statistics show teen pregnancy drops off significantly at the age of twenty-five. Oh, really? No, oh gosh. <laughs> I wonder why I was getting married at 25. Yeah, and you're no longer a teen. Who's in charge of these headlines? I know. That's what I want to know. Some editor is getting fired. Um, He's the boob for sure. Oh, this one's kind of sad. It says police charge one-armed man with an unarmed robbery. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, there's your boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Boobs in the news. Let's talk about how you're making a difference in the lives of lymphedema patients. Will you tell us how Ninjas for Lymphedema started? That's your nonprofit. It started when I finally received my diagnosis in 2013. And like I mentioned earlier, I I had all these emotions and I was overwhelmed by the fact that I finally had a name to what was attached to me. And I was angry at the same time because why did I feel like I was the only one in the world for so many years? And I created this Facebook page. And uh, the reason I picked ninjas fighting lymphedema was because ninjas hid in plain sight. And so did I. Mm -hmm. I wore long dresses and long skirts to hide my leg. I wore big you know, pants. I rarely did anything. I, I didn't live life. I hid. And so when I finally got that diagnosis and I was all fired up, I created a Facebook page just to see how many people were out there that were suffering like I was. And I was overwhelmed by the amount of messages from all over the world that I knew I I knew right then and there I was meant to lead a community and I was meant to lead by leading myself through this journey and i truly saw myself as a ninja can i ask you a question was was it hard for you to put yourself out there in the public eye i mean was it Uh, hard for you to share that innermost torment i mean because i know how i feel about my diagnosis and how hard it is for me i laying yourself bare to help other people can be really hard is was it that uh, way for you yeah it was it, the first time I showed the doctor my leg was tra- so traumatizing. Mm. I was shaking. I was sweating. I I was so nervous when I started the movement of wearing shorts and and, and yeah, meets me of all people to start movements. It, it, it was so surreal to me because the last thing I wanted to be known for was my leg. And honestly. The answer that got me through those hard moments are people like you. Every time I 
put myself out there, I was able to help heal someone else a little further. Mm-hmm. And that allowed me to heal in the same time. And so no matter how scary it was for me, I knew I had a community and I still have a community that leans on me heavily as people continue to survive cancer and continue to live longer. The community is getting bigger and bigger. And so the calling is getting getting even more intense for me. But I know that I was meant to have this because I was one of the first to reduce my leg to where it was in the United States. I was one of the first to do all these great, extraordinary things around such a painful subject. So you spend a lot of your time advocating for patients, right? They come to you, they say, you know, what are they saying to you? What are they asking for? How, how do you advocate for them? Like, what is the need right now that, that Ninjas fills in the community? So everything about being healthy is about movement. And that starts with our lymphatic health. And then even our mental health, our spiritual health, everything's about moving forward in movement. And so when we had COVID, everyone was isolated and stuck. And what I wanted to do was reach those individuals who were still stuck in the darkness. They weren't ready to come out of their shell. They weren't ready to talk about their lymphedema or they weren't physically, uh, financially, or just spiritually ready to have this fight. And what we did is we created the first wellness challenge of its kind where they would receive these custom boxes. And in the box, there's a a memoir of kind of what we do. And then there's a a slogan we have, and they have all these goodies in this box, but then they have an app that they can track their, the challenge on the box and they have a calendar and they, they have a private Facebook group. And what we do is Of course, we talk about compression and how to manage lymphedema, but we talk about the the mental aspect of it and the spiritual aspect of it. And once the 21-day challenge is done, before they know it, they're advocating for themselves and they didn't even know that is what we were doing and focusing on. But we were just doing it in a fun way and a way where they felt included. So, you know, the goal of Ninjas is to build a community where there isn't one, which starts with the comfort in their own homes. We got to empower these individuals to be their own advocates. And then once they feel confident to be their own advocates, then they can take on that next step on living that lifestyle and adjusting to that new lifestyle. And so Ninjas is the first responder to anyone who's been diagnosed, been misdiagnosed, or newly diagnosed. Mm-hmm. I think why why your cause is just so important to us at Faith Through Fire is, one, we see a lot of patients impacted by lymphedema, obviously, but mm-hmm. two, your guys' mission and how you view holistic health and the importance of going into the dark places where people are hiding, to your point, they're hiding because of shame, because of neglect, because you know they've been widely forgotten feels um, very parallel to us. Yes, yeah. feels very parallel. You recognize that you can't make physical changes until you make emotional, emo- you know, emotional, mm-hmm. mental, mm-hmm. spiritual changes. And so And I I love that you're you are kind of hiding this movement within this box and you're like they're doing it before they even know it. 
Like mm-hmm. you're giving yeah, them a tool. Really, that's really cool. You're giving them a tool that feels manageable. You know, yeah. you're meeting Correct. them, you're meeting yeah. them where they are, you're validating their experience, and then you're giving them a tool to move forward. And then you know, empowering them. And I just mm-hmm. think everything that you're doing is so critical and so important. And I, I want to kind of talk a little bit about when you decided to write the book, because the name of your book is Drop the Skirt, How My Disability <laughs> Became My Superpower. So tell us a little bit of how that came to be. First off, I, I did not want to share this story. I did not want to talk about it. I didn't want to get on the stage, more or less write a book. Mm-hmm. But I understand the importance of sharing our story. And I wanted to reach the masses. And uh, so that the cover of the book is my actual skirt. It's a dress, actually, I was wearing. And I uh, worked at a corporate America job. You know, I dressed real professionally and, and everything. And I, again, I hid my leg under my skirts and dresses and whatnot. So I had asked a young lady there if she wanted to go swimming. We had this conversation about swimming. And needless to say, she said fat girls don't swim in public pools. And she was talking about herself. And it it broke my heart to hear her say that because I had never viewed her as that, nor do I view anyone like that. You know, the one thing I will say, lymphedema has kept me very, very humble. And I'm grateful for that. And so when I felt her words, I knew right then and there what I had to do. And I quickly turned the conversation onto myself. And I said, well, at least your fat is distributed evenly. And I was making a joke. And she said, what? And I lifted up my skirt and I showed her my secret. And that is the day I dropped the skirt and I stopped hiding my lymphedema because I had realized if she was so wrong about how I viewed her, how wrong would I be about how people viewed me if I just showed them what I was hiding? Mm-hmm. Do you think and, that there's some freedom in that? Because like we've talked about this in the context of a breast cancer diagnosis, like for a lot of women, it's traumatic to have to lose their hair and the, to be bald. But for me, mm-hmm. like when I was able to shave my head and and the world didn't fall apart and people didn't like scream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's something yeah. there's something freeing about being who you are unashamed and just and then you realize realizing that you're more than what you you're more you're than external. your body part, yeah. right? You're mm-hmm. more than a leg, you're more than your hair, you're more than your boobs. Yeah. Like right. You know, we've there's, been conditioned to think otherwise, but it's just not true. It's not true. The amount of freedom I felt and I still feel to this day The only regret I have is not doing it sooner. I can't even tell you when the last person has looked, and I'm sure they do, has looked at me. I I expect it. I warrant it because it's also an opportunity for me to educate others. Totally. It's also an opportunity to spread awareness. I mean, perfect example of taking pain and making purpose, right? Yeah. And is there anything (laughs) more fulfilling in life than knowing that you're here to lessen the suffering of other people? Like, I I do feel sorry. Sometimes I feel sorry. This is funny. I sometimes feel sorry for people who haven't had cancer or haven't had adversity (laughs) because the Mm -hmm. one thing it teaches you is that we're only here on this planet for one reason, and it's to love other people. And if you haven't figured that out yet, I feel bad for you. 
And so, yeah. can, I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, cancer, yeah, taught, like, cancer taught me that. That Jay-Z song just came. I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems. <laughs> yeah, wait, yeah but trauma true. ain't one. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, oh, boy. It's, it's so true because <laughs> adversity offers growth. Mm-hmm. And life is about experience. You know, when people get upset because they're fired from a job or they are moving to a different location... I understand those feelings and and they're valid, but you also have to look at it this way. There's another experience you're about to go through and life is about experience Mm -hmm. and experience gives you growth. Mm -hmm. And we're only here for a short period of time. Like you, you said, you know, cancer gave you that lens to look through as my disability gives my lens. And the people who don't have a lens just yet, I do feel sorry for because they're missing out on the bigger purpose of life. You know, they talk about the secret. The secret is being happy and, and fulfilled and whatever that means to that individual. And there's a lot of unfulfilled people out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just love hearing you talk. It's you're so calming <laughs> and peaceful. Yeah. But, <laughs> and and well, I mean, it's not even ju- it's not even just the peace. It's just like it's knowing you've been through something like as most of our listeners have and we have and. And just like when you meet the people that get it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say there's some yeah. com- camaraderie that just exists when you meet other people who mm-hmm. understand yeah. what that looks like and how that <clears throat> how that is and how it works. So I, yeah. I agree. Before before we close out on where people can find your organization, how they can order your book, let's hear from our second sponsor. Innsbruck Resort is a proud sponsor of the Faith Through Fire Respite House and the Besties with Breasties podcast. We know you work hard, but at Innsbruck, we also know you want to disconnect from what's stressing you out and reconnect with the important things in your life. Innsbruck makes it easy by offering lakefront living and vacationing less than 45 minutes from St. Louis. Vacation homes, golf, swimming, nature trails, fun events, and more. Take a drive and discover Innsbruck. Visit Innsbruck dash resort.com all right amy so where can people find the ninjas fighting lymphedema foundation first of all they can go to winourfight.org and then all of our social media links are on that site as well yes i highly recommend you follow amy she's amazing (laughs) every time i see every time i see you in the gym i'm like you need to get your butt to the gym amy's in the gym that's high that's high praise because beth does not i do not social media fan i'm not i don't i'm not a social media fan so consider yourself the elite amy i follow you okay (laughs) it's just you so you gotta post every day i was just gonna say you can just i'm so important i don't like social media either oh secrets out but people, people are like, really, you're so good at it. I've learned to to do it because that's how I reach the masses. I agree yeah. with you, girl. It's got its I place. I really like being. I really like just being out in the country with my family, quiet, and you know, that's a out. whole nother movement we got to start. <laughs> Yeah, people need a, Beth. Yeah, it'll be just you and me out there in the country, <laughs> just hanging out. Hey, all right. I so, like it. so, how can they find your book? Are you on Amazon? I am on Amazon. And by the way, if you shop on Amazon, go to Amazon Smile. And every order or purchase you make, a portion of that will be donated to Ninjas Fighting Lymphedema. And you don't have to pay for anything. Amazon donates like, you know, a couple cents per the dollar. But every little 
you know, donation helps. I but love you- Amazon Smile. It's like I- it's, it's passive income for nonprofits, y'all. It so is. It's mm-hmm. a great way to like support the nonprofit that you want to support without having to do any extra work. Yep. But you have to yep. put it in like if you just go Amazon and it's your if it's your frequent thing, it won't. A direct no, it's a different color. Yeah, you have to you have to make sure it's a smile on the side. Yeah, you so. got yeah, to apply for smile. Yeah, you have to make sure it's a smile. But, but the name of your book is smile. "Drop the Skirt: How My Disability Became a Superpower." Highly recommend it. And Amy, thank you so much for being on today. We yeah. we just love you, your organization. You're inspiring. Thank you for sharing your story so that other people feel less alone. For sure. Oh, uh, thank you so much for having me. All right, yeah. guys. Until next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Besties with Breasties podcast. Leave us a voicemail or share your own experience on bestieswithbreastiespodcast.com. And don't forget to leave a five-star review. This episode was hosted by Sarah Hall and Beth Wilmes. Audio and production edits by Innovative Frequencies. 